freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. everybody. Welcome to episode number 380 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com, where you set the price on guns, ammo, and accessories. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is Women of Action, and our guests are Kim Miller and Allison Furno. Kim Miller is a president and founder of Arizona Women of Action, and Allison Furno is an American-loving patriot born and raised in Arizona. She earned her bachelor's degrees of science in business administration for Arizona Christian University. Allison also is the social media director for Arizona Women of Action. Arizona Women for Action is a grassroots organization that aims to revive American freedoms, the members engage in critical issues of education, culture, and politics, and provide clear, effective actions so you can make the difference on your schedule. Welcome to the show, Allison and Kim. Thanks, Cheryl. Thanks for having us on. Absolutely. absolutely. And you'll notice I am wearing one of your t-shirts. I absolutely love this. It says, yes. Freedomista. Yes. <laughs> And so um, these are awesome. They're comfortable. They're sized well. And, you know, it kind of plays on fashionista, but we really love freedom way more even than fashion, but we combine them, right? That's uh, right. Kim, tell folks real fast, like how would they get a t-shirt like this? Well, they can go to our website, um, azwomenofaction.com, and we have a place to order t-shirts. And I do believe we've added that one on there. We've had another one with just uh, fearless and free on there. That's and that was cool our first event that we did. And we always try to accentuate the positive. We have enough negative to think about. So um, with our summits and, and other things, we look for every opportunity to highlight people who are taking up freedom and, and the cause of freedom and making it fun. And so that's, I, that's what I love about these t-shirts and especially the Freedomista one, because it is just so fun and cool looking. So Absolutely. yeah, glad you're wearing it. I, I really love it. I was specifically when I bought it, I was like, mm, I know exactly when I'm wearing this the first time. All <laughs> right. Miss <laughs> um, Allison, since we've already heard from Kim a little bit, let's throw it to you and ask you, especially being a young person, uh, you know, younger than myself, certainly, probably more my daughter's age or our daughter's age, uh, what was a tipping point for you? Or was it just a kind of a, a, a slow burn or it always was going to be that you would be involved in an organization that's so, it's patriotic, it's freedom-based, it's uh, constitutionally um, grounded, uh, like Arizona Women of Action? 
Yeah. So, um, you know, I got involved with Arizona Women of Action when I saw that there was a bunch of people in leadership positions in politics that didn't know what they were doing. And I was really frustrated looking at, at the spectrum of, you know, how people were voting and, and why people were voting the way they were voting. There was no logic behind it. And I'm like, what is going on? So I wanted to get involved at the local level because I wanted to actually be able to make a difference. And when I went to the first uh, Arizona Women of Action Summit, um, I became a precinct committeeman there. And I thought it was the coolest thing because I got this piece of paper and it's like, here's how you do it, A, B, C, D. And when I looked online, it was like, you know, it was confusing. I didn't know what I was doing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I went to a meeting and I actually did something. Like I became a PC and now I can, you know, get more involved. And, and so that was the, the really cool part about the organization is that it's so action oriented and it's so simple. Um, and that's where I really wanted to get involved because I was like, this is something where I can see the progress. I can see, you know, how to get people involved in and how to uh, make a difference in Arizona. So I absolutely love it. That is phenomenal. And I just, I know that you are going to inspire others. And that's my hope is that other young people will, you know, be able to look to your example and go, oh, so this whole realm of being a, a PC, right, which is a precinct committeeman, committee person, that is for me. That's not for, you know, somebody else to do, or once you're retired, maybe you'll spend time. I just think that's beautiful and amazing. So thank you for that. Well, wait, I'm, I'm confused now. Okay. I thought when you vote, you vote for the first person on the line or for what they're wearing <laughs> or for what they've done in the last 20 years. That was nothing. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. how we're supposed to vote? Cool. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the problem, Dan. And, and it's kind of highlighting what Allison was saying it. There's so much confusion out there and yeah. so much just ineptitude. Like we just don't know what we're doing. And that's one of the reasons we started this whole thing about a year and a half ago was just a bunch of women on a text chain. We had about eight women texting each other about what was going on and what we were frustrated about. And, and it was, um, we were starting to do rallies right before the, the, the 2020 election. And we just, I watched these women who were action oriented, action takers, and, mm. and we saw what needed to be done. And we shared about uh, one tipping point for me was when we had been watching all these riots happening in Portland and all over. And then we hear somebody reads, oh, there's a, a proposal for a BLM mural to go in front of our Phoenix, um, you know, city hall. We are like, no way, this cannot happen. So what do we do? So normally we would just go, well, we'll just wait till someone figures it out. And, but now everybody's waking up and people, especially women, and, and we're saying, uh, no, not on our watch. We're going to figure it out because somebody, uh, apparently nobody else has figured it out. So we just shared with everybody, here's how to get on your city council meeting. Here's how to sign up to speak, be ready to say this or that, sending articles so people know what's going on. Just so much of it's just informing people and then saying, you can do it. You can get involved locally, like what Allison said. Mm -hmm. So more and more people said, oh my gosh, I want to be part of this because you guys get stuff done. Mm -hmm. So we shared it. We kept building it. We became from the text chain. It was an email. And now we have probably about 3,000 uh, women and men too getting our emails or following us on social media. So it's obviously we've struck a nerve. So that's really exciting. That's awesome. But you said they were riding. I there was no riots. No, it was there the summer peace, of love. Summer of love. It yeah. was mostly peaceful, <laughs> but a little bit fiery or whatever. Yeah, right? oh yeah, fiery. <laughs> it's so but, crazy but it's the yeah. stuff that 
we just listen to and just gobble up and don't push back on or, you know, engage in critical thinking. Um, but clearly not all of us do that because you mm -hmm. would not have the growth that you've had. What do you said? You're about a year and a half old. You mm -hmm. have 3000 people, not just kind of casually, Oh, I'm on this new email chain. You're telling us that they are actively involved. Is that right, Kim? Yes. So what we do is try to make it easy. We know people are busy and we're busy. So we just do the homework and we condense and make the actions the, the easiest, the most powerful, uh, most powerful, impactful actions you can take each week. We put on an email and we focus on the areas of education, politics and culture. And we make it so that it's a, a, a link you can click easily, you get to a petition, you make your voice heard, or you join the re request to speak system so that you have your voice count on the at the Capitol where lawmakers are deciding on bills. And historically, the Democrats have had huge long lists of people who sign up and make their view. And then you compare to the, the Republican or the conservative side of the argument, it's this big. So we're trying to expand that. And we are. And so many people have signed up, like Allison, for the request to speak system, as well as the precinct committeemen to get involved. I didn't know how the Republican Party worked. I didn't even I thought it was all broken. And it is. But then that's why we should get involved. <laughs> right. so, and if, if the politicians yeah. don't know that we want to give us our the comments of what's going on, then they're going to do what the people that speak the loudest do, right? Exactly. We've been, Republicans have been quiet for years. Yeah. But women, that's the key right there. <laughs> you guys know how to network. You know how to get things done. I'm, I'm serious. You do. And guys just kind of sit back and say, well, Okay, you know, you guys work, you guys do. Well, and I really want to say something because people, we just, we weren't sure if we wanted to be just for women. We said, well, should we do all? And then we thought, well, no, it feels like, first of all, we wanted God to lead this whole thing. And so the, the leaders are all committed Christians. And we just believe that if anything's going to really have impact, it's going to have to come from God. And uh, this, this whole thing is way bigger than any of us could imagine. But we want it. It's open to anybody who cares about freedom. And we include people from the center. You could be a independent voter. You could be a disaffected Democrat who's looking at their party and going, what happened? We'll if they're for freedom, then we want them to be getting our emails and start to get engaged. And hopefully they'll see that there's a lot more uh, on this side of the, of the aisle than they realized. So we are about changing minds. We really pray that that's happening, but we also want to include men. There's nothing wrong. I don't, I'm not one of those women's libbers who just think that women can do everything. No, we, we need men. And yes, I'm do. encouraged. <laughs> Dan, I am very encouraged because I'm hearing from some men, in fact, some in Arizona who are putting together a men's uh, group, and I think it's called 10 More, um, and it's based on um, 10 Mighty Men of God, and so they're, make, they're in discussions, they're starting to make a website, so it's very fun to watch awesome. all these people step up. That is phenomenal. So mm -hmm. Allison, if I'm saying this right, I think you're the social engagement director. Am I saying that right? Social uh, media? Yeah. Yes, social media. Okay. And uh, you, I would say that, you know, really that you're the one that's casting the net then, right? Because once they're in, 
then Kim and the others, they're getting them activated and showing them how to use the request to speak system and maybe become a, a PC and those sort of things. But they can't do that work if that net hasn't been cast, cast well, right? And drawn people in, especially right now where things are so divided and so divisive <clears throat> and uh, we're kind of being flooded constantly, especially in election year with messaging. You right. have quite the task ahead of you. Um, clearly you've been doing something well uh, because to have the kind of growth that you have, how are you able to reach so many men and women? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it really goes back to uh, our purpose as an organization as far as you know, having clear messaging about what we're trying to say. And all of our posts, you know, we have a title and it says, you know, here's what needs to happen. And here's, you know, our, the last page always says, here's how to take action. Contact this legislator at this email, this phone number, and say something like this. Because what happens when you're getting flooded with all that messaging, like you were saying, is you kind of get like, okay, what am I supposed to do? It kind of makes sense, but I don't want to sound stupid or say something wrong. And, yes. you know, people have those simple doubts about, you know, reaching out to, uh, to an official or whatever it looks like. So when we lay it out simply, it makes it a lot easier to take action. Um, and I think that's something that people really just want to know the truth. Um, you know, if anything, with all of this election stuff showed us that, you know, we really want to, um, we really want to hear the truth. We want to know what it is, you know, and you can still look at any of the news stations and they're always twisting stuff. They're always saying stuff in a skewed way. When you go look at the article, it's not even, you know, conclusive with the title. And so I think us just being really clear about what we believe, why we believe it and, and how to take action in Arizona has been really effective because people resonate with just knowing the, the facts and just being like, okay, here's how you do it. Mm -hmm. That is so true. And you know, I'm looking over your shoulder here. Um, we have people that, that watch our video and people that just listen to audio. And so uh, I'm going to just describe over Allison's shoulder, there is a, a beautiful wooden cross. I mean, it looks like it's kind of made of sticks, maybe uh, just kind of rough hewn. And, you know, just a gentle reminder and Kim's wearing a cross necklace and just a gentle reminder that, you know, as Kim said, this is God driven. This is God centered. Um, and that doesn't leave anybody else out by any measure, but I'm just kind of thinking about, you know, the role that, that women have played, especially in the Christian community for such a long time has been, I think about my grandma's generation, maybe even my parents' generation, just sort of um, passive, you know, just sort of, well, I'll pray for you. Like, I'm not gonna actively be the hands and feet, for you. I'll just pray for you. Right. <laughs> and then I also couple that with, you know, the women like myself in the, the firearms industry. And I have this little polka dots or my camo uh, logo that uh, we've created because I am that unexpected ordinary warrior, right? Like I'm dressed all feminine in my little polka dot dress, but I am concealed carrying. Right. So, you know, I, I am a woman of action, but across the room, people might not realize that. And that is so powerful. Sort of, I think it's Yoda that says something like underestimate me at your peril or something like that. Judge me by your, my size at your own peril, something like that. And I just, um, I'm just really struck by 
by that. You both have a very powerful presence, not overbearing, just powerful, just self-assured, just ready to take action. And um, I, I just want to ask you both individually, Kim, I'll start with you because you come from a generation closer to mine, I think. Uh, what? How did that come about? What Do you have a, a role model in your past that that you could look to, um, because a lot of mine tend to be men, right? Because as mm -hmm. we're saying, we're mm -hmm. not discounting men. A lot of my role models, people of action tend to be male. And it, I, I think that that's something we don't talk about enough. Mm, that's such a great point. And um, you're right. I, I would guess uh, I'm the oldest of three girls, three daughters. Uh, my mom and dad um, were, we were kind of lower middle-class um, family lived in Litchfield Park. And that's kind of where I grew up over there on the West side. And my dad was such a patriot. He's, he's a full blown, he's a pure Swede. So I'm half Swedish. And um, he used to always joke. He was so proud of being a Swede. He would say, Kimberly, marry a Swede and breed out your mother's impurities. So <laughs> I know he was a character, but he loved this country. And, uh, and he, so that was passed down to me and the whole idea of, of defending it and standing up for something that is so amazing that people just don't ever stop and think about. I mean, we take it for granted. And then I think just as I, um, you know, was going through being a, a mom and I'm, I have a wonderful husband and five kids and busy, just insanely busy. But um, I started to know some other really strong women. And one of them is Naomi Rohde, who went to my church and she's a leader. She's a speaker. She speaks internationally and is so strong and, and so positive. And so she really, she kept saying, Kim, you have a platform. I know you have to, there's going to be a time, just wait. Um, and she kept saying, I think there's a ministry to women. And I was like, what? I don't even get along with most women, you know? <laughs> Right. <laughs> Me too. It can be a challenge. It can be a challenge. But you know what, though, I honestly I found out that I was the one limiting my. I was afraid of what women thought of me because I was kind of more maybe um, outspoken or things like that. And I felt like there were a lot of women who were just wanting to be nice and they want to be. Uh, they want to have those connections, which is such a strength that women have, but too often we get hung up on our emotions and on our, you know, worry to, to be liked. Yeah. And I started realizing, you know what, if I keep my, my Christian convictions and I want to love others and love God, I can speak my mind and do it out of, you know, I do my homework and I know at least most of what I think is true. I try to convey that, but as long as you're honest and you really care about people, it doesn't matter. You, you'll find there are so many women like that out there and, and men too, who really have good hearts and they want to do the right thing and they will listen. So that's, what's been exciting. So that's, that's why I guess I'm in this place right now. <laughs> I love all of that. And that is so true. So one of the groups that I'm involved with is called the DC project, women who are dedicated to uh, safeguarding our rights to keep and bear arms. And it started out as one woman from each state. So all across the nation, we would meet in our nation's capital. Now we are each doing our own chapter in uh, our own state and building that out, trying to have at least one woman in each legislative district. And we are all type A women. 
And you would think that it would be, we'd be bumping heads all the time, or it'd be very, could be catty or gossipy. If you look at some stereotypes of women, and it is not absolutely not that way because strong women aren't, we don't have to be intimidated by each other. We can lift each other up and say, well, I'm not really good at that thing, but you are. So can mm-hmm. you do that? And I'll do this thing here. And it's just so beautiful when it plays out. And it clearly is in uh, Arizona Women of Action. So Allison, same question to you, because like you just have this, I mean, you were brash almost, right? Like just <laughs> forward charging. Uh, I can feel it coming through the camera. So uh, what do you credit that to? Um, you know, it's, and it's funny, really quick talking about Arizona Women of Action. Um, I told Kim the first time I was at uh, our, one of our board meetings, when I became a board member, I was like, this is one of the only I've been in where all of the women are strong and confident. And they were, we're like going back and forth with ideas. No, I don't want to do this. Yeah, let's do that. And nobody's offended. We're just talking yeah. and we're, it's like, you know, you can shut down an idea or start a new idea. And it's like, we're all just like, okay, well, what's the best way to do this? And it's, it's really, really cool. There's not a lot of rooms that I've been in uh, where it's like that, you know? And so um, our, our meetings are really cool like that. Um, everybody's got a really strong opinion, but that's part of what makes us so good is because we refine each other's ideas and, and um, you know, really make it a, a collaborative effort to, to make everything we do the best. Um, and so as far as me um, and where I got it from, you know, it's funny because uh, growing up, I was, I was pretty insecure. Honestly, I, I didn't talk nearly as much. I did not have the communication skills that I have now. That's for sure. Um, I would be the person in the room that would just listen. And if I had to say something, I would, but otherwise I was, I was not in the front of anything. And, um, you know, I, I had a stutter and a lisp growing up and I was, I was very like, I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to be on camera and going through high school and college. I realized that um, you know, being, I was made fun of for different things for anything you can think of. And I just realized, I'm like, why am I leaving all of this stuff up to other people? I'm always unhappy because I'm worried about what you think and what you think and, and, you know, how other people process me. And all of a sudden I was like, hold on a second. I want to be in charge. I don't, I don't want you to tell me what to think. I want to know what I think and what I believe. And so I started doing the work with that. I started researching and figuring out why I believe what I believe. Cause I wanted to be I wanted to be able to know what to say, like in those movies where it's like Legally Blonde, where at the, the right moment, she was like, boom. And yep. I was like, oh, that's so cool. I want to I be like that. <laughs> and so I, um, and so, yeah, so I, I did that research and I figured out, you know, why I believe what I believe in. And my faith is a huge part of that. Um, the cross you see back there, my dad made for me, actually. Um, he got a couple of those. He's made some huge ones. And, um, and so, um, you know, the, the bottom line is I don't do anything that I do to make other people happy for my status for anything it is all for God I'm not here to get the approval of any woman or man I'm here to make God happy and to do what he's called me to do in life so running on that platform nothing can stop me because it's not about you or about anybody else it's about what God's called me to do and who I can inspire along the way so amen Wow. I've got goosebumps. That's, that is so amazing. Uh, you know, you had things to work through, you worked through them. You found this voice in a very, um, genuine way. And I love that you say, as long as you are grounded in, in God's word and God's work and in the constitution, 
then you guys can be as bold and as loud as you want to be. Please. Right. You know, <laughs> we need it. I mean, look at the situations we're in right now. Mm -hmm. And the good thing is that people are waking up. Mm -hmm. You know, years ago, they just sat back and then only the, the, the crazy people that were loud were heard. And now they're taking their ideas because we're not doing anything about it. Mm -hmm. So now we're, I think and it's good. In some ways, it's almost like as horrible as it feels like things are right now, like, you know, black is white, truth is lie, lie is truth. I mean, and even scripture tells us there will be a time when that's the case. Um, I feel like the, the blessing of all of that is that it is making people who would otherwise just kind of stay in our comfortable zone, our comfortable life and figure, well, somebody else will figure it out. Somebody mm -hmm. else will do it. We're realizing that the somebody is the person in the mirror. That's us. Mm -hmm. We have to do this work because otherwise we're just going to let people roll over us and it's going to impact our children and our children's children. And um, that is unacceptable. That's, that's absolutely not going to be the case. It's not going to happen on our watch. And uh, I, I think that it might have happened on our watch even more if that push, whatever this weird push is that we're feeling, I would call it spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. But uh, if that hadn't have been taking place over the last few years, uh, the reason that we started talking in front of microphones was because when President Obama was elected, he started messaging from the highest platform, the biggest platform in the land, that there was something seedy and bad and weird about gun owners and guns were evil. And, you know, we had a gun shop at the time. So I'm like, okay, that's not me. That doesn't describe me. So I need I, to describe me, right? I need to grab that messaging and be responsible for it myself. And, uh, you know, so I'm recognizing a whole new wave of that now. And uh, Kim, I'm going to throw this one to you. Uh, why do you think that women specifically, we've talked about it a little bit so far, um, are important to getting solid candidates to run and win elections? Because holy cow, we have had some spineless Republican conservative candidates and, and um, representatives mm -hmm. in the past. And how do we start choosing better and electing people, better people uh, yeah. with our votes? You know, that's such a great question because as we were starting this group and we started meeting with different people and we had our first summit meeting um, that was really big. We had the very first one two Januarys ago and we had Kimberly Yee was our speaker and we just kind of put in a little tiny, we had just had a little email at that point, but we ended up with about 160 women who showed up and, um, and that was like, whoa, people are going, wow, there's a real interest in this. Then the second one came last April, um, about a year ago, and we had, it was about cancel culture. And we had a speaker from ASU who had been taken off her, she was in charge of a radio show at, at ASU, and she was canceled by the uh, president of ASU and everyone there because she had made a comment on her own personal tweet or, or Instagram about one of the, um, one of the the guys who had been shot in the different riots. I mean, there was, there were a few, a handful of different guys. I can't remember which one, but, but this, this young man had a very uh, bad 
you know, record already on. And she just said, made a comment, like, just do your homework. And that was it. And that was all it took um, for people to cancel her. So we had that. And then at the last minute, Carrie Lake ended up leaving her position and we had her come on and we gave her the fearless and free award for standing up and against that whole cancel culture. And that was when we decided to really highlight what, what's positive and what's good about freedom. So that after that event, we had people coming up to us from Republican women's groups and from um, other large conservative groups that have been around for a long time. And they said, how did you do this? How did you get 500 women to come to an event and have this much energy? People have been trying to do this for years in Arizona and they have not figured out how to reach women. And I thought, wow, I, you know, I don't know. This is, it's gotta be a God thing, number one. But what I've seen happen is, you know, women, it's interesting. They, a lot of people have said, we have a women problem. And what they meant by that was a lot of women, like you said, will vote for who they think, you know, is good. I mean, you could see what, how people reacted to Donald Trump. And it was completely emotional. They did not look at all of the good things he did. And of course, I didn't like most of his tweets. I wish he could have done things differently, but man, he got things done. And he was pro-American like no other president really in modern history. (laughs) And he defended our rights and freedoms. And that's really what we should care about as women. And so the problem, the, the woman problem I think they're talking about is how do you get women to get beyond the emotional and see the pragmatic. And I don't want to oversimplify that. I mean, most women, you know, we are complex and we are not just emotional, but, but that's a gift that we have that we should hold on to and know that there's a lot of power in our ability to um, be in tune with our emotions, but that also comes with the flip side that we have to be careful about. And so I think, you know, like you said, women get things done too. We're very passionate. So when we can, when we believe in something, we will run with it. And that's also why I think women, you asked about why is that so important to getting good candidates and um, getting them engaged? Because once women have the chance to think things through and get behind it, we can totally change this state. We can completely ignite the message of freedom if we can really speak to women in a way that with, that makes sense so absolutely you know you said uh, women get things done i would like to add to that logically get things done mm-hmm. because they mm-hmm. really i mean i I've, I've been married 38 years and i when we first got married i was kind of like the guy you know I'm, you know i make all the decisions whatever and, and, and yeah, it was cute, but it was, t- you know, I, I had a gun shop back then and, you know, women never walked into a gun shop and all this other stuff. But um, I realized that this girl right here has got a brain and she has a good brain and much logic. And the women that I we see on the shows and the women I meet during events, they are, have more logic than I could ever I mean, ever have. I mean, they know they study what they do before they do it. But I want to bring up one other point. I mean, like, how do we teach people to find out who is good and who is bad in elections? It's like, mm-hmm. right now we have a governor's race coming up. Mm-hmm. We have two good candidates, mm-hmm. two solid ones, the Republican candidates. I like them both. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, and I'm not going to say which one or what, but it's it's hard because unless uh, I we feel like we are involved we we know what's going on we know issues 
and we're having a hard time with it. Mm -hmm. So how about people that are just kind of just on the fringe, fringe of, right. you know? Well, yeah. I mean, I would just say something and I want to bring um, Allison in on this because she's a part of, a, of an um, initiative that we're getting ready to do that really speaks to that. But, but I would say one thing, like you said, we, we tend to be logical or, or pragmatic about things. And we want, we have four purposes for Arizona women of action. It's inspire inspire you to get excited and, and involved inform so that's the part of we need to know more about these candidates or about the issues inform engage so make it easy for them to engage in action and then connect because when we connect people together it's that's where the the multiplication effect takes on and we can get you know really big things done so yes it's a much more it's not sound bites i mean too often we all that's how, well, that's, that's what gets us into trouble is we believe some little soundbite, but we haven't thought through the next stage of what, well, wait, what does this mean? And then does this candidate have what it takes to win in a general election? Mm -hmm. We may like them mm -hmm. personally, but can they do the job? Will they win the, the general? And that's a big question. So Allison's really, I'm excited about something we're working on and she's going to be doing a, I think we're going to call it coffee with the candidates. You want to talk about that, Allison? Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going to be um, kind of working together, uh, Arizona Women of Action, with my radio show, American Ammo, and we're going to be interviewing candidates. And Kim and I have been talking about exactly what you guys are saying as far as how do we know which ones are better? We've got, you know, multiple candidates that have different ideas, different, you know, um, things that they're good at. And something that I want to kind of mention, at least when I think about it personally, a lot of people really, really push at candidates pasts. They'll say, oh, well, you used to do this. You used to do that. And I just want to say, when I look at my Facebook memories, sometimes I'm like, what <laughs> I'll be like, so what? True. and sometimes I'm like, oh my God, that was like 15 years ago. It's just, it's crazy. And, um, but it's funny, even though I do think records, voting records are important mm -hmm. at the same time, I also want to keep that in context because somebody will burn someone at the pulpit and say, Hey, you voted Democrat or you did this or you, and you know, and it's like, you can change your mind. You can evolve. And I think that's something that's, that's kind of toxic in politics as we point the finger at somebody's past from 35 years ago. And it's like, okay, it depends what it is, of course. And, you know, there's, but we have to keep that in context as far as people can change their mind if they're pro-choice or pro-life, you know, mm -hmm. if they get more information when they learn, right, when they actually get involved, people can completely flip how they vote. Mm -hmm. um, but so when it comes to these, these candidate interviews, one of the big things that um, that we want to push is, is what is the difference in your policy between other candidates, right? Mm -hmm. Because we all know that um, you know, most of the conservative candidates are for border security, but what do you actually plan to do? Mm -hmm. You know, what is that supposed to look like? You know, and, and candidates probably have differing ideas of how to do that. Um, and then we also want to talk about what keeps you grounded in pressure situations, because that's something nobody asks. And, you know, if they do, it's like, oh yeah, my faith and, you know, and it's like, but what do you mean by that? Like what, what type of it, what keeps you grounded because you're going to get pressure. You're going to get people attacking you. And are you going to cave or is what God thinks more important than what everyone else thinks? You know, are you going to stick to those morals that really make a difference? So those are some of the things that we really want to dive into with these candidates and, um, and really give them a platform to share their heart, not just their, you know, ABCD, but, but share their heart with why they're doing what they're doing. And hopefully that'll help us be able to make better decisions on which candidates are going to be the best for Arizona. 
Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, that. and we also need to hold the uh, politicians accountable after they are elected, mm -hmm. because so many yep. times that we see that they say they're going to do this, and then they don't. And having a strong voice like your organization has can keep them intact, mm -hmm. or at least confront them mm -hmm. to say, why yep. are you changing your way? So, so I love that, Allison, because, um, you know, kind of pressing past the veneer, right? So there's the talking points, there's the platform, but then there's that human inside, right? And so that's where the rubber's going to meet the road when the stress hits, or there's a really difficult bill, or, you know, they're hearing from equal portions of their constituents. I think that's brilliant what you're doing. And we didn't yet mention uh, that you do have a radio show here on uh, one of our AM stations. We were on there for a while, several years ago, 960 AM, The Patriot. Your show, yeah. uh, tell us about it and people that aren't in Phoenix wanting to hear it because, you know, do you keep, uh, you know, like, a, is it on YouTube? Or is it on Spotify? Go ahead and talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So my show is called American Ammo. It's on 960 AM um, at 2 PM, 2 to 2.30 every Saturday. Um, it's also on Spotify and Apple podcasts. So you can look that up. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, the show is really about, I, I kind of started off thinking, okay, I want to talk about politics, but when I got down to it, if, and just like we were talking about with the candidates, if you know what somebody believes, you'll know how they're going to make their decisions realistically. Right. So if you can, when, when I'm talking about, you know, things on my radio show, I want to address the fundamental beliefs that people have and challenge those mm -hmm. because people are voting the way they're voting because of what they internally believe. So, yeah. so if we can, if we can kind of address those mindsets, address the insecurities, um, you know, address one of my last shows that comes out this Saturday was about um, how to have conversations with people you disagree with. We need to be able to have conversations and not let that anger or insecurity or whatever rise up to where we stop listening and we put up a wall, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think um, a big part of this for me, as far as politics goes, is we need to break down the walls of why people are fighting in the first place and why we're unable to have conversations in the first place. Because when mm -hmm. the conversation stops, you know, we're, we're going to really be in trouble when we're not able to talk to each other unless, oh, unless you're a Christian. Oh, unless you believe what I believe. Oh, unless right. you vote conservative. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's really important. Um, you know, both sides have kind of separated themselves and said, oh, well, you're just crazy, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, I, I, I can see that. But at the same time, why are they doing what they're doing? They probably have a different belief. And if we can address those beliefs, we can really help change people's minds. So um, that's what the show is about is really the mindset behind it. And, um, you know, I have everything from um, people who talk about the harmful effects of porn to gun rights to um, Olympic athletes to candidates that are running. So it's it's a wide range of, of people, but it's really all focused back to the mindset and, um, you know, and how to have those those strong conservative values. I used to be one of those argument people that every time you we talk, I'd argue with you about something. And I learned that I learned, and this made it a lot easier that sometimes I could be wrong. And if I am wrong, so so I wanna I wanna hear what you have to say. I really I want you to convince me that what you're saying is right. Show me some back, you know, some background to it, things like that. And I've learned because you're not gonna win an argument with somebody if 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 you say what you believe, they say what they believe. If you don't have a a, a good conversation. You're not gonna share of ideas, anywhere. right? Is, is the difference, so, I think. Yeah. Now that's awesome. Uh, we are 
quickly running out of time. And there's so many more things I want to talk about, but Kim, let me throw this one to you. Um, what are the key things right now that AZWOA, right? That's how uh, your acronym or your um, abbreviation is working on that are the most important actions. I mean, we've got an election season coming up. It's going to be crazy. The TVs are flooded with, you know, vote for me, vote for me, don't vote for that person. Right. And mm -hmm. so I think that maybe people channeling into what the work that you guys, ladies are doing will help kind of cut through the clutter and kind of come straight down to the, the focused messaging. But yeah, what else, yeah. What else are, what other actions are important? Well, I think as people, if they sign up to get our email once a week, uh, they will find what we kind of, uh, we have a team of people who really research everything that's going on and we try to condense it to make it simple on your time and your schedule. So you'll see a priority sort of a, a thing. We even have like a, even of all the items that you can do to take, uh, take action, we have a top three. So we try to prioritize and a lot of those have to do with election integrity. That's one big thing, making sure that we have clean voter rolls and letting your legislators know we want them to sign these bills that will defend our next election and even expose the, the fraud that's been happening. And how do we strategically address that? We don't want to, if there's no legal way to decertify, which I, I hear both sides of that, and I get really confused with that, mm -hmm. but um, th then we don't want to spin our wheels. And what we really, we don't want to play into the left um, trying to characterize us as the crazy loonies, you know, on this side. And I don't want to play into that. I'd rather, let's be strategic and let's be effective. So election integrity is huge right now, and we're going to be um, submitting some things. There's a True the Vote is just released a, a video, a movie called Rigged. We want people to watch that. We want them to share it. And we're going to be putting that into our call to action update, which goes out every Tuesday. So it'll go out tomorrow or well, no, when your viewers see this, it'll be just past, but they could go on our website and see all the past issues there too. Um, but yeah, so I think election is a big thing. We talked about candidates and really knowing your candidates and doing your homework, interview them. I mean, they are, they want to work for you. So just like you would interview anybody who would take over your business or whatever, you want to know what do they think and how are they going to perform? So share that. A lot of this is getting more people involved. Everybody's got at least eight friends, like what we talked about. It, have we started with this eight friends on a text chain? You've everybody's listening has eight friends and they can share with them. They can get them engaged. So that's a huge ongoing need um, for people to see that they actually can take action. And I think education is another huge thing right now. Everybody's got to continue to step up and expose what's happening at their schools. The curriculum is insane. There's critical race theory stuff being pumped out from, you know, from public schools, which they're actually trying to, to create laws to prohibit that, but even up, you know, at Brophy and places like that, where you would not believe the kind of destructive um, identity politics that are pushed, you know, so parents have to get engaged and informed now really, and defend our kids because our kids are being taught a very, um, 
depressing message that they're either victims or oppressors or that they're being sexualized to really be confused and not even know what gender they might be or who they're attracted to. I mean, it just, it's so sad to watch how it's affecting kids. So that's another big thing to get involved. Even if you're not, you don't have kids at school right now. Well, there's a public school down the street from you and what they're teaching there is going to impact who your next leaders are. So you really want to get involved. Boy, that is so true. Um, and so a lot of what has, has seeped into our education system, as you're saying, is cultural, right? We used to have reading, writing, arithmetic, just the facts, ma'am. And now there's this major cultural component that is playing out. And so um, I guess culture has always been a driver of how politics work and play out. But suddenly it seems to be the key decider of our, you know, education policies and things like like this. Um, you know, I want to ask you both this question. What do you think are the ultimate consequences? Like, how did it happen? Right. And what do we think the consequences are going to be? Allison, I'll, I'll go to you first, because you've probably been in the education system most recently of any of us. Um, uh, and I've watched it over my lifetime. I, I've gotten my master's degree maybe four years ago, but it took me a long time. Like I got my associates cause I was married with a child and had businesses. And so I'd go to school when I could, could, and could afford. Um, and so over the series of time, I would see how different the messaging was and things that I was like allowed to say. And it just felt so weird to me that the, all of a sudden there was sort of this barrier, this allowed to have this opinion about whatever. Um, but take, take it from there, Allison, and tell us what your experience has been. Yeah. I mean, I think the big shift that we're seeing is, you know, um, there's less of a reliance on an external source, meaning God, and there's more of a reliance on yourself. Um, you know, people are now subscribing to this idea of my truth, which we've seen everywhere. And that's part of what's causing so much of the chaos is, is that it's a reliance on your own emotions and your own feelings, which will, you know, we all know that, that your feelings lie to you, but people are now relying on that as a source of truth. And that's why we're seeing such, you know, chaos and hectic, uh, things play out, but how I actually see that playing out right now, um, when it comes to kids, I, I coach volleyball. And so I, I'm with kids, you know, four or five times a week and um, they don't know how to work hard. They don't know mm -hmm. how to communicate. They don't know how to, um, they don't know why I'm making them, you know, run ladders and, and do box jumps or whatever it is that we're doing. I have to teach them what hard work means because they're coming in now not understanding that. I have to teach them why I'm yelling or being tough on them. You know, I have kids that don't know how to do something and they start crying in the first 30 seconds because they can't do it. And I'm like, Hey, it's okay. I'll, I'll teach you. I'm here to teach you. Right. But they have this, this mindset of one, a perfectionist mindset, which comes from TikTok and Instagram and all of this stuff. We have kids um, in a terrible place right now because they're comparing themselves to, you know, what they see on social media, which it's only one viewpoint of an entire 360 picture. So um, you know, we've got a lot of kids who um, deal and really struggle with the perfectionist mindset and with, um, you know, feeling like they never measure up. And then really it stops them from learning because when you're not able to learn, 
you're not able to grow and then you just stop and shut down because you think you're not good enough in the first place. So um, there, there's a lot of emotional, emotional instability that I'm, I'm seeing coming from kids. And, um, and that's really from that state of not having a solid foundation, you know, um, and, and what, what we need to do to fix that is really be willing to step into it, be willing to teach kids and even adults, you know, and bring them up and say, Hey, you know, uh, this, this is what you, you thought, and this is what you understood, but let me show you another way. That's a lot more strategic, a lot stronger. Um, and if we're willing to go in and teach these people, um, how to, you know, live a better way or how to think a better way. Um, people that are willing to learn, people that are willing to grow, will take to it and, um, you know, we'll change culture one person at a time. Mm. Yeah. Up and I, I would just say even not to, not to bag on the millennials, but I mean, they're, <laughs> they're a product of that too. And uh, yeah. my, husband, my husband runs a bank and he says, it's just so hard to hire people who are younger like that. They're so narcissistic and they just see everything as, offensive or whatever and you have to and oh boy he's getting he's getting all of the the woke uh propaganda shoved at them and they have to read all this stuff on you know white privilege and everything and it's just disgusting because um like you said i mean the consequences um cheryl that you're asking about really does play right into who's leading this this generation now who are the business leaders these are people who are so confused and think that everything is about them and that everything comes down to it, whether you offend someone or not. And, you know, if you think about it and, and then the identity politics constantly, you get more points if you're from this group or that group, it's ridiculous and it's racist at the very core. Mm -hmm. And to be told, I, I, I always want to ask these people in the schools who are saying that, oh yeah, we should really focus on all these ways that America is racist and how we've, you know, these, these poor people, they're just, or even women, you know, we can't uh, have, uh, you know, we get paid less, which is ridiculous because they're not, they're playing with the numbers. And it's, so it's just not even true, but they're trying to tell you that you're a victim and what could be more paralyzing right. than to think that you're a victim in life and that everyone's against you and you are going to have to fight for everything. What is more paralyzing? Who is that really hurting? It's hurting the very people that the left say that they care about. And right. it's a complete lie. So that's the consequences. And you have these kids who are so confused even about their, oh my gosh, there's this article, I'm going to put it in our uh, act, call to action newsletter, but it shows a photo. It's a American conservative is the, the uh, publication and uh, Rod Dreyer, who I really like, and he wrote the book, um, um, Live Not By Lies, that we've been featuring a lot. Mm. And it shows a photo of these, it's like a Vogue um, posed thing with all these young men, young boys are probably anywhere from 14 to 20 or something. And they're all, it says men, it says people have periods and it shows all these boys in their white underwear and it shows red, like they, no, I don't know, they, uh, they stop it. taped. Yes. And so they are posing with like their underwear with some type of red stain on it. So this is, and I look at the faces of these boys and I'm like, oh my gosh, look what we have done how can we be confusing these kids like this? It's, it's a crime. So people have got to realize this is where the, all of that stuff leads when you take the floor out from under these kids and you tell them there really is no truth mm -hmm. and you have to decide for yourself and it's how, how you feel. 
And then all the confusion on top of that, that that's the consequence we're seeing. Wow. My yeah. Goodness. Yeah. Well, we do have to. Why are people just and... pulling those kids out of school when that happens? I mean, when stuff like that happens, what, I mean, I, I would not, I would, I, I would not know. stand for that. I mean, I know it's I know. just, it's ridiculous. And why are we letting them get away with it? It's a, they're a minority group. Really? I mean, we're the majority mm -hmm. and we let yeah. it happen. That's so crazy. Well, now you got me mad. We, we, I was calm. I was calm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dan. You tell me about guys having periods. And I'm <laughs> not, that's the other universe. That's not ours. Oh my God. You know? Well, well, and a lot of people think they're being kind by yeah. allowing this. They think that's yeah. being, they're being nice. And, and that's where they have to just wake up and see the consequence. Right. Yeah. Right. right. It's making All ridiculous it makes a fool out of them is what it does. All right. Well, ladies, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for spending all of this time with us. I really want to revisit this, uh, this whole concept that you have going on. I want to have you back on again. Uh, especially maybe as we get closer to the election, things are going to heat up quite a bit. Um, but until then, please tell folks, I'll start with you, Allison, how they can follow the work that you do individually. And then uh, we'll have Kim talk about uh, how people can follow uh, Arizona Women of Action. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Getter at Allison K-A-Y Ferno. Um, Allison K. Ferno, and then you can visit my website at allisonferno.com. I'm used to saying all of this because of my own show. And um, American Ammo, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on 960 AM The Patriot. Fantastic. And Kim, how can people follow you personally and or uh, Arizona Women of Action? You know, it's funny. I, I have not done a lot personally on Instagram and Allison's going to help me with that because I have my one little private account that I just don't really want to share. You know, it's just my family and a few people, Makes but I, I, people are interested. So I, I'm going to put together a uh, an account where I can just let people uh, into a little bit of what I'm doing. So that'll come soon, but really they can follow azwomenofaction.com. They can get our emails and then they can also find us on Twitter at azwomenofaction. And then also on Instagram at azwomenofaction. I think it's the same, right, Allison? Yep. Um, and we have two accounts on Instagram. One is called azwokeschools and that's mm -hmm to uh, expose what's going on at your school. If you see curriculum come home, um, any kind of policy that is being put out there by your school, we've had a lot of people sharing about that. And also on Facebook, we have an education page on Facebook, AZ Women of Action, as well as um, just our general page, but yeah. And so it is the AZ, it's not Arizona spelled out, AZ Women of Correct. Action? Yes. Okay. Fantastic. And when is the uh, coffee thing for the governor? Uh, it's just going to be on her show oh, ongoing, is, right? Right. Okay. It is, but we actually are partnering with America PAC um, and we'll be doing um, some forums and they've already done one forum without us, but then they asked if we could partner. So we have one on August 22nd, there's going to be a governor's forum. So we have all the, the four candidates and it's uh, Arizona Women of Action and America PAC hosting that. And then they'll be doing another one for the Secretary of State and the Attorney General's race. So oh, they putting those yeah. on my calendar for yeah. sure. And that's uh, August 22nd, 2022, because these live forever on our, our website. And so, you know, somebody could be listening in 2024 and be. Oh, good, good point. <laughs> so, 
All right. Fantastic. Ladies, thank you so much for all that you do. This has been a blessing and we just really appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having us on, Cheryl. And by the way, you were our spotlight member one month. So that's how I even recognized you at an event. So I, I love speaking of highlighting the positive. That's what we were so excited to have you on uh, our, our monthly uh, spotlight. So thank you. That was a huge honor and so unexpected, but thank you so much for that. I, I, and it was wonderful to bump into you and be able to connect, which brought us here today. So, yes. all right, ladies, thank you so much. Bye-bye now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So we ran way over. We did run We're way not over. We're going to be Holy able cow. to. Uh... But that was awesome. Yeah. I mean, we couldn't have done it any shorter. All right. So, um, Man, there's so much we could unpack and we just don't have the It's time. great that they, you know, get people involved. Mm -hmm. And it sounds to me like if you sign up, little, maybe you're a little shy or you don't know what to do, that they're going to walk you through it and help you to help be a responsible citizen. Well said. Well right. said. I would encourage everybody to check out AZ Women of Action, the yep. AZWOA, uh, and get involved. And if you're listening from another state, you could maybe emulate this right be inspired right. by the work that these women are doing somebody else has been inspired apparently this 10 more men's group i'm going to be checking that yep. out seeing if we can bring on their founders and, and talk about that but it's an amazing and exciting time even in the craziness so uh time don't to thank our guests absolutely thank you so much to our amazing guests allison k ferno and miss kim miller uh, thank you so much to our amazing listeners all over the world. Wherever there's internet, we have listeners and we appreciate you. And even more so that you don't just listen passively. You take these conversations that we have with these subject matter experts, you bring them around your dinner tables and into your carpools. And that is amazing because that's where change really happens. All right. Until next time, Mr. Todd. Oh, you know what? I got to tell people how they can find the show, right? So you can go to YouTube, OpsLens smartphone app or the gunstreamer.com. Um, and that's the video version. <coughs> and you can subscribe and ask for notifications. Please do those things. If you want to listen to the audio only version, go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com and binge listens to your heart's content darling oh so beautiful uh and you can also check out the guest tab I'll click the guest tab and you can see photos and bios of all the amazing guests we've ever had on it's a tremendous resource and when you spend time there we don't hate that all right until next time we're gonna pray for our nation pray for people in leadership positions even the ones you don't like maybe especially the ones you don't like right yep be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless. Bye-bye.